Welcome to Day Zero Update for November 7th, 2021. I'm your host, Chris Logie. I'm Brandon Parkins. And I'm Teresa Sammons. Yeah, and we've got uh, a different person here than usual. Uh, Dan Rib is out at a game, at a yep. ball game, mm-hmm. I believe. So Yes, he is. He, he should hopefully be back next week, but in his place we've got Teresa Sammons, who hasn't been on the show in a while. But, it has been um, a while. It but, has uh, been. And we've got a ton of news here. Yes, we do. Uh, we've got we've got seven stories about games being delayed. Well, mm-hmm. five about games, one about an update, one about a an expansion. Yeah, everybody decided to announce all that in one week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a couple more things there, but we got some first look at Elden Ring, first mm-hmm. actual gameplay, trying to explain what the hell's going on in this game. I mean, we did get that uh, trailer a few months ago, that, a couple months ago, that you know did actually show gameplay. But this time we had like a good 15, 20 minute uh, piece of footage that actually shows how the game works. Yeah, actual context about what's going on. Yep. Uh, we got uh, a bunch of weird and bad news here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's like three stories about. Uh, ways that Marvel's Avengers is uh, unfortunately kind of not great. No. Uh, we got some Blizzard news, some Ubisoft news, some Nintendo news, Sega, and Microsoft, and EA covering about every big, big company in the con- uh, in the the industry. So, yeah. Before we get to that, we'll talk about what we have been playing. Mm-hmm. I'll kick it off here. Uh, been playing some by the Binding of Isaac Repentance, the new mm-hmm. expansion, supposedly the final expansion uh, that is out now. We'll talk a little bit more about uh, how you can get it, where you can get it, all that kind of stuff in a little bit. But I've been playing on PS4. It's a $20 upgrade, or not upgrade, but a $20 DLC on top mm-hmm. of all the other stuff. This is one of those games that doesn't let you have uh, the expansions piecemeal. You mm-hmm. have to buy them in the order of release. So this is the newest one. It also has a PS5 version for sixty bucks, mm-hmm. which I thought about, but I was like, I already got this on PS4. I uh, did a stream of this earlier, and yeah, it's tough to tell exactly what is, you know, what without just looking at the wiki that tells you like, oh, this, you know, this is stuff that comes from the DLC, that kind of stuff. But it, it's mm-hmm. at least a few things. Uh, that were in there, and uh, you know, it's more of the Binding of Isaac. A mm. lot of new stuff, new, new, new ways for it to fuck with you, and all that. Uh, so that's been uh, pretty fun. Uh, I did have some fun trying out some of the challenges, which is like these uh, specific like runs they set up for you. Uh, the mm. one I played, I don't know if it's from the new uh, expansion or not, uh, but it was called Scatman. Mm-hmm. Where you have a a poop head on and you essentially can't shoot because your eyes yep. are blindfolded, mm-hmm. uh, but you do have an army of poops hanging around you. Yeah, uh, the little ones that kind of dart around. Uh, they so that's your main way of attacking. It's not anything direct. You can just kind of walk around and they will kind of generally hover around you. So you can sort of direct them by just going in the uh, direction you want them to go. Uh, managed to beat the 
the whole thing, so that wasn't too hard. Because they do a good job of uh, covering for you. Give me some good cover there. Uh, yeah, there's like red poop in the game now, which regenerates. So you can shoot it to break it up, and then it just rebuilds, which turns mm-hmm. into red poops that are very aggressive and go right after enemies. I think there's also <laughs> gold ones, too. Yeah. Like if they kill, they drop coins. So the game is very weird. Yeah. It's very, I don't know how to describe it. It's very crude in a lot of ways yeah. where the various like upgrades you're getting are just disfiguring uh, mm-hmm. Isaac or the other characters as they go. Yeah, that uh, sounds pretty typical for that game. Yeah, and it seems like it does more of that, so that's pretty good there. Uh, so that's worth checking out if you like the uh, the game prior. Yeah. So that's uh, also been playing some Inscription, which is out now on Steam. I forget mm-hmm. if it's out anywhere else, but it's a new game from Daniel Mullins Games, uh, who is, mm-hmm. I don't think he's a solo dev, like he's got a couple other people working with him, but he makes games that on the on the face look like they play a certain way, and then they do things to undermine that. Yeah. Uh, Pony Island I streamed on Friday, I think, after streaming some Inscription. And that game is very much, it's an adventure game Mm -hmm. uh, where you're basically, you know, playing this game, Pony Island, that is a very basic, like, kitty platformer, the cute pony jumping over uh, gates and hitting a flagpole at the end, like Mario. But then... Uh, you start being able to like hack into the game and mess with the UI, and yep. you kind of reveal that the developer uh, behind the game is Satan. Yeah, <laughs> and that multiple times asks you to uh, like put your forehead against the screen and give us your soul, kind of yeah. thing. Uh, and in the meantime, you're trying to delete core files from the game so that you can, you know, escape. Yeah, uh, from its uh, at one point you kind of get back to uh, Pony Island, the the mm-hmm. kitty game, and yep. then the, the the demented version pops back out again eventually, as it kind of yep. just corrupts itself. It's all sorts of fun trying to figure mm-hmm. out what's going on there. Uh, and Inscription is maybe not as it's a longer game. Pony Island seems mm-hmm. like it's a maybe like a three to five hour game, depending on how quickly you figure out what to do. Mm. Uh, inscription's a bit longer. It has the 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 core of the gameplay is very much in uh, card combat, mm-hmm. where you have a board of four cards against you know the other the opponent's four, which is always this weird, creepy dude that's in the dark corner. You only see his mm-hmm. eyes for the most part. Occasionally, when he puts on a mask, you can see the mask, that kind of thing. Uh, the card combat is done really well, and mm. anytime you die, you get you technically don't die, but you get taken over to this room, and you create like a death card that by using uh, stats and such from the cards you have in your deck, which mm-hmm. uh, I think that gets sent out to somebody else's game, because mm. I've never gotten mine outside of, I think, like the first one maybe, but I've gotten other people's weird names, which for mine, I'm just numbering the name. 
Um, yeah. So I've like crash and crash two, crash three, crash four uh, for each of my deaths. So uh, <laughs> that's kind of that. But I did have a fun, I streamed again on Saturday and had a, a fun instance where I got to the second boss and right after I, you know, you hit a bell to say like, okay, I'm done. Uh, mm-hmm. I did that and I was like, ah, fuck, I just fucked myself in this game because oh. uh, I had an ability or an item I could use to make all my cards fly and could uh. just knock them out right there. Instead, my cards uh, tried to hit these bait buckets. It's a fisherman boss that uh, mm-hmm. uh, you hit these bait buckets and turns into great white sharks cards mm-hmm. that just fuck you up big time. So I got killed on that, and that was uh, unfortunate, especially knowing it was like, if I had just done this one thing, it would want it and could see what was next, but there's a whole narrative going under it. There's a whole mm-hmm. room. You can just get up from the table that you're on as he's presenting mm-hmm. all this stuff, and you go out around the room, and he's like, no, don't fuck around with my stuff. Uh, but once you start being able to do that, he's, he doesn't really do anything about it. Yeah. Uh, but it gives you... You'll have characters, or in the case, some of your cards are characters, and they will yeah. say like, like I know there's like a third uh, talking card character that's somewhere, mm-hmm. and the and the one character's like, oh, I hate that guy. He talks too much. Yeah. Uh, so I'm itching to figure out what that is all about. There's all sorts of secrets around this room, and as you find stuff, uh, the game does a, a good job, of like saying like, Hey, maybe. Maybe that thing uh, is important. Mm. Maybe look over here, see what this is going on. Uh, all that kind of stuff does a good job of that. So, so I haven't like broken out of this first chunk. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess people call this like there's three acts in the game. I'm still in the first one, but still liking it. Uh, does have a a lot of nice variety here, especially uh, when you die. You start with, fresh with a a set of cards. I guess there's four. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get the two characters that are also there plus two other cards, but the way they let you upgrade them, change them all. There's a bunch of different ways to do that stuff that allows you to kind of mm-hmm. fine tune how things go. So it's a really cool card game. And, and I know it's going to get weird at some point. So still working mm-hmm. on that, but that's been fun. That's 20 bucks on steam and that's worth checking out. Mm-hmm. Uh, as much as it tries to present itself as a horror game, it's not as much of that in there as a, as I was sort of fearing. So yeah, that's been, it's just more spooky stuff going on. But uh, the other game Lake, I managed to finish this. I streamed this the other day, uh, finished up and really liked it. The story is mm-hmm. nothing like amazing to uh, compare with a lot of other stuff out there, but it's, it does a good job with what it does, and it kind of has like a three, uh, like a three-part ending kind of thing where you can pick which way you want to go to be with like mm-hmm. one of a couple of characters. It's just like ah, fuck you! I'm going back to the big city and working at my tech company, kind of mm-hmm. thing. Uh, so yeah, there's there's a little bit of choice there at the end, but it does a good job of not uh, making it too like high stakes or anything. Uh, mm-hmm. So it just does a does a good job, and I still have some achievements to go for. Luckily, I have some saves in some good spots. Like in 
hopefully get him. One was like, go talk to this random guy that just randomly spawns in the area. I got no idea. I did never mm-hmm. saw this person. And the others are like, I oh, get these endings. I was like, okay, that's easy enough. But yeah, that's been it for me. How about you, Brandon? Uh, uh well, as for me, um, because I, you know, finished Fallout New Vegas, you know, I still kind of had a Fallout thirst, I guess you could say. So I decided to use my uh, PS Now subscription and uh, get a uh, Fallout Four because uh, I actually never finished that one. Um, so I decided, you know, go in and play it, start a new campaign, you know, go when they're fresh. Um, and, you know, it's definitely, you know, it's modern Fallout. It's good. You know, it's definitely not as good as New Vegas is, but that's mostly because, you know, New Vegas, even though it uses the guts of Fallout 3, was made using the essential um, philosophy design that the original developers had. So it's a lot more random and, I guess, dangerous. Like, there's actual things like, you know, you it, even on the easiest difficulty, it's still really dangerous and you can die really easily. Not so with Fallout 4, um, which is a game where you can go up against Death Claws fairly early in the game, which in the original Fallouts, they were pretty much like the highest tier enemy you could go up against. And it took a lot of work to get powerful enough to kill one. Um, here you can pretty much fairly... Well, I mean, I, I mean the, the first time you encounter it in Fallout 4, you're given a suit of, you know, Brotherhood of Steel style power armor and a chain gun so not exactly super difficult to kill the first time around um but uh i mean it's still a lot of fun and especially what's really neat about fallout 4 is is that you get a lot more usage out of the pit boy this time around where it's not not just a uh device that you use for you know keeping information about quests in your inventory and the map, uh, you also come across various uh, cassettes that you can put in there and then can use to do everything from, like, hear previous messages from people and even has games. Uh, several of them. Most, of, I mean, they're pretty much all, like, you know, XP versions of games that are already, we already know, like, there's Red Menace, which is basically Donkey Kong. There's another one that's Basically, Missile Command, and then there's the uh, the Grognak RPG, which is uh, basically like, uh, uh, you know, Shadowgate or one of those games. Um, also, it's still pretty buggy, um, even, you know, even after a couple years later. Of that game's release, it's still fairly buggy in places for whatever reason. And of course, since it's the PS Now version, there is no DLC. It's still just the base game, but the base game's still pretty good. Um, I'm also playing Celeste, which, I mean, that's a fairly, you know, well-known indie game now. Uh, play a girl, she's going up a mountain, it's a puzzle platformer. You, 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 it's that one of those types of games. 
Good. Really good. Really challenging. Um, yeah. And then uh, via a uh, a uh, emulator, I wanted to play a game that I had been hearing a lot about for years now um, because of its place in game history. And that is Sweet Home. Sweet Home is generally considered to be the first survival horror video game. Um, it was made in uh, tandem with a film of the same name in Japan. And it's essentially an RPG, but the way that it's designed is very reminiscent of how like Resident Evil would end up. In fact, the first Resident Evil game was originally meant to be a Sweet Home remake, but it ended up becoming sort of its own thing. Um, it's essentially a... Uh, it, it, like I said, it's an RPG, and if you remember how old-school Famicom RPGs looked like, it's basically, you know, like that. It's top-down, the graphics are 8-bit eight eight and kind of crude, but the weird thing is, in spite of all that the game is still extremely creepy um and there's a lot of like little touches to it that definitely makes it different from uh a lot of other rpgs and very much is sort of you can see sort of going into the guts of the first resident evil which is uh things like um having to do like all these sort of well first of all much like with the first Resident Evil. It takes place entirely in a creepy mansion. Um, it also involves things like a bunch of weirdly obscure mechanical puzzles, uh, hidden passages, having to collect things like herbs and using a, a specific uh, diary in a specific part of the game to save your progress, um, which, you know, which the Resident Evil games did with the typewriter, if you remember. Um, there's also, uh, having to collect things like planks and ladders and stuff to, like, get across huge gaps in the floor. Um, and also, like, each character, because there's, like, the, the, there's, like, a group of, like, I think it's, like, like, six characters that you get. Um, and they basically have to, like, break off into teams because there's parts of the game where they either get separated or... You know, there's like a task that requires more than one group of people to accomplish. Um, but they all like have like specific things they can do. Like one per person has a camera that they can use to take care of like uh, spectral enemies that you'll come across, like ghosts. There's a number. There's another character that has like a vacuum cleaner that can be used to uh, clean up like pieces of broken glass, so you can go across areas safely. There's another character who's like a martial artist. It's stuff like that. Um, and it's still really creepy because there's a bunch of random shit that happens. Like, you know, the house on top of other things is infected with a poltergeist. So every so often you'll have like a like a, a chair or a piece of furniture thrown at you. Or you'll have like a the chandelier from the ceiling suddenly come undone and try to drop on you. Um, and then there's like, when you're actually going up the, against an enemies, the music does this weird, like 
dun 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 dun, dun you know like jaws type thing and the the eight bit artwork for the enemies is surprisingly creepy. I will not lie. Um, but yeah, that's Sweet Home. If you can get a good cop, get the emulation copy of it with the English translation, 100% worth playing. And that's what I've been playing. So, Teresa, what about you? Uh, I've been playing uh, Garden Story, and I'm playing that on the Switch. Um, if people get it on Steam, there are some. Uh, updates like seasonal updates uh nintendo hasn't exactly rolled that out yet um Mm -hmm. so i've been playing that and uh i hope to finish my review soon because it's i've been playing this for a little while uh but you guys know how (laughs) how time is how life is yeah (laughs) yeah and then uh, other than that i've been playing some uh fantasy star uh online to new genesis which is no surprise. I've I've been playing that pretty consistently for a while now, mm. and um, also played a little bit of uh, um, Mario Party on the Wii because why not, right? Mm. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But that's really about it. I haven't uh, haven't been doing anything, and especially not the. Uh, the update to Animal Crossing, yes, I know it's out. Yes, everybody's talking about it. No, I haven't played the 2.0 uh, update yet, but mm-hmm. I will get to it. I will get to it. So that's pretty much it. Um, I'm quite jealous of all the screenshots I keep seeing from the the update, but mm-hmm. <laughs> all in good time, right? Yeah. 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 So that's all for me. All right. All right. So, yeah. I played a little bit of Animal Crossing. Uh, jump back in for what my other villager said was the first time in one year and three months. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, there wasn't too much in the way of uh, weeds around. So oh, it was nice. Too, probably because I put all my shit outside <laughs> on the ground. I just drop it all. Yeah, there wasn't anywhere I don't have to grow. Yeah. Uh, it was all grown out where all the flowers are at in the northern part of the island. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, oh, there's flowers, so go ahead and try and grow there. That's fine with me. Yeah, why not? But yeah, I haven't actually gotten into any of the new stuff. I'm just like, well, I need mm-hmm. money. Because I went to uh, Tom Nook. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, you still got this loan I need you to pay. Mm-hmm. That raccoon, I swear. So I'm still trying yep. to... I backed up uh, like two weeks and started working with the... Uh, the turnip stuff to raise yeah. some money for that. Uh, that's where I'm at right now. So just to kind of like fucking around in there before I even see any new stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let's get to some uh, news. And this is a big week of games. Yeah. You have a five in the title. You're out this week. Uh, there's Shin Megami mm-hmm. Tensei five. That is out. So there's the final fantasy five pixel remaster on steam. Mm-hmm. So you can check that out. Forza Horizon 5 is fully out. Uh, it's mm-hmm. out now in an early access uh, perk kind of thing. You can pre-order the $100 version, I think. And I think if you have Game Pass, they have like a, it's like a $50 pack that's just, here's all the DLC stuff we've announced mm-hmm. right now. And you can jump in there. So all those people are playing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it'll be, we'll talk a little bit about when everybody else can play it. Uh, 
in a sec. Uh, there's GTA the Trilogy, the Definitive yep. Edition, mm. for people mm. that want to play all those old games. Uh, for that, there's Skyrim Anniversary Edition. Mm-hmm. Is also out, and what else do I have here? Jurassic World Edition, Jurassic World Evolution Two. Yep. So, a lot of big stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we get closer here to the uh, Thanksgiving holiday, two weeks, just over two weeks from now. Yep. But yeah, let's get to what Brandon can play on his PlayStation Now subscription mm-hmm. here for November. Uh, being available on November 2nd. So it's just started mm-hmm. last week. Uh, let's see. That is uh, Mafia the Definitive Edition. Yeah. So you can check that out. That'd be neat to see, like, what was the first big competitor to the GTA 3? Yeah. And one that kind of went for more of an old school style, so much so that they had, you know, cars that couldn't drive very fast. You had to worry about yep. speeding and all that kind of stuff uh, in the 1930s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you can check that out now on PlayStation Now. Uh, what else is here? Celeste is on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Final Fantasy IX. And Totally Reliable Delivery Service. That's mm-hmm. one of those co-op, physics-y, kind of sandboxy games about delivering stuff, yep. but having the freedom of deciding whether to do it like a normal person or dangling from helicopters and shit. So, <laughs> some nice stuff there. Uh, for Game Pass, they got some stuff here. Let's see, yeah, Forza Horizon 5 will be available yep. on the 9th. I think that's, mm-hmm. that's on Tuesday. Uh, if you have Game Pass. Uh, let's see. Also available now, there's Minecraft Java and Bedrock editions on PC. Mm. Uh, they've also brought, I think, the Java edition into the Bedrock edition client mm-hmm. on PC. So you don't necessarily have to go uh, to the Minecraft.net site to log in and download that from there uh, anymore, I don't think. Mm. Uh, let's see. Unpacking is on here. That's what mm-hmm. I forgot. Uh, I played a, a good bit of that. That is uh, just a game about uh, unpacking as you're sort of following the life of this this girl. Like the first one is her mm-hmm. moving into her own room in mm-hmm. whenever she's a teenager. Yeah. Uh, all the way up to college and post-college, she's moving in with, you know, roommates, maybe boyfriends, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and you're... Unpacking these boxes and putting them away, the items in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes if you have boxes for multiple rooms, you might have stuff that's placed in the wrong box. So you like grab it and drag it over to the other rooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of stuff. A little bit of puzzle, light puzzle stuff, because there's some items that uh, need to be put in certain places. So like once you get everything unpacked, it uh, highlights things in red that are in the wrong places. Mm-hmm. So you just need to figure out how to put them away in the right places to move on to the next thing. It's very light on storytelling. Like the the story you do get is sort of once you finish a room, you get like a little uh, note with the picture mm-hmm. of what the the girls. It's like, oh, I finally got my own room. You know that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's on Game Pass. Let's see. Also now is it takes two. 
It's on EA Play, so it's on Game Pass Ultimate, and you've got EA Play on PC, PS4, and Xbox. Uh, you can grab that as well. It's the co-op platformer adventure game kind of thing. Yeah. Weird to play. We were playing it last week. Yeah. Let's see. Also on console and PC for Game Pass is Kill With Fire. Uh, that's a fun little game that's uh first-person game where you're essentially sent to uh, kill all the spiders in the house, setting them on mm-hmm. fire, using uh, whatever means you have to uh, destroy them. And these have some fun little goals for each of the areas to do as you're trying to complete them all before, uh, before you finish. Mm-hmm. So that's also available now. Let's see. Starting on the 9th, there's Football Manager 2022. The sort of very popular European sort of manager game for a football club. Uh, that's available on there, as well as the console version, the Xbox edition. Uh, so there's that. Let's see. On the 11th, there's Grand Theft Auto San Andreas from the Definitive Edition. Uh, that collection there is also going to be available, as well as One Step from Eden, mm-hmm. which I've heard is like the. Uh, Mega Man Network games, mm-hmm. but uh, faster, like real time, I guess. So, supposed to be pretty tough. But that's that's it for the Game Pass so far. Some nice stuff there. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay, that's good, and we'll move on to the next stuff. Yeah, as I mentioned, the Binding of Isaac: Repentance is out now. Mm-hmm. Came out on the fourth. It is on. Yeah, PS5, PS4, all the Xboxes, and Switch. Uh, if you already have it on I think PS4 and Switch, you can pay 20 bucks for the DLC yeah. uh, to upgrade if you want it on the new consoles, PS5, Xbox Series X and S. Uh, I think on Switch as well, you can just buy a $60. Uh, it comes with everything version. Mm-hmm. I think physical is coming a bit later uh, for that. But yeah, adds a ton of stuff. So mm-hmm. you're 130 new items, over 5,000 new room designs, 100 new item or enemies, and 25 new bosses, two new characters, and 100 added achievements, uh, as well as a full alternative path with new chapters, final boss, and ending. So mm-hmm. a lot of stuff added to that game. And still some signs in there of how old it is. Because I got one of the first, like, Bonus things I got was like a thing that was like the shoop de whoop meme. <laughs> which is like, I'm not sure if this is this is racist. The big red lips kind of things. Like uh, black uh, face or not. The, if I remember correctly, wasn't the shoop thing like originally supposed like started in the Dragon Ball community, I think? Yeah. I think I don't it was know. like I'm a fire in Malay Zar, you know. Yeah, but, but that's also... I do also remember it being called the N-word beam back in the day, so mm. yeah. yeah. I mean, if they're if it came from Mr. Popo, that is blackface. Well, no, it came uh, from. Uh, it was originally, uh, I think, Perfect Cell. Okay, this one has yeah. like bigger lips, like Mr. Popo. Uh, it was. I think what they did is they took the thing and they put it on on Perfect Cell's face. But yeah. keep in mind that 
all those characters were created in Japan in like the late 80s, early 90s. So, yeah, though the meme wasn't, I don't think. Yeah, the meme is from the early aughts. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if this is a great thing to still have in there, but I don't know if it's aged that well. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's a that's a core, like one of the original parts of that game, so mm-hmm. I think it's still cut it out and be perfectly fine, but mm. that's uh the Binding of Isaac Repentance out now. Yeah. Uh also out now is an update for Super Mario 3D All Stars. Mm-hmm. Uh for Super Mario 64 specifically, so it supports the new N64 controller for the Switch. Mm-hmm. So you can play it with that if you want. Uh, so that's two of the three games support their original controllers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super Mario Sunshine supporting the, the GameCube adapter that is there for uh, Smash Brothers. So yeah, I doubt they're going to make the Wii remote compatible unless they're doing something Yeah, weird, I doubt it. I'm surprised they haven't made that a part of let's use the joy cons like that but maybe they can i don't know i haven't mm. paid that much attention to that and and i want to play it like <laughs> that so yeah yeah but yeah we got a date here uh there's this cool project that has been shown around on twitter for quite a while uh mm-hmm. called bloodborne ps or ps1 demake yeah at the this developer botster has been working on for a while, uh, saying mm-hmm. that it's going to be uh, releasing on January thirty first, twenty twenty two. Yeah, and you would think, oh, so they like took they gave it like a graphical downgrade for so it's like a PS one game. It can't possibly be as creepy as the original. No, if anything, it's even creepier. <laughs> yeah, it looks really good. Uh, she's done a good job of. It's not the whole game. I think mm-hmm. it's just the main Yarnum area. A good bit of yeah. that. But if you check her Twitter account, you can find uh progress videos showing you know, her you're like, oh I got the I got the music in or I got the uh the lanterns working for your bonfires mm-hmm. equivalent, that kind of stuff. Uh so mm-hmm. it looks pretty cool. Gonna be out here in uh a few months, so that'll be fun to see it. Uh finally done. Mm-hmm. But what isn't done are all of these games we're going to talk about in the Delayathon, as yeah, a bunch of uh, publishers these... and developers decide to say, "Hey, we're not close to being done with these things." Yeah. Now, some of these delays are not you know that far off. At least one of them's only just an extra two weeks. Some of them are pushed all the way into next year. <laughs> yeah, uh, there is. Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker mm-hmm. affects Teresa, uh, but yep, seems Two like weeks, it, right. Yeah, it seems like most uh, rational Final Fantasy XIV fans are like, I got stuff to mm-hmm. do for two weeks, so it'll be okay. Yep. Mm. I got, I haven't done everything yet, so this will mm. be. Or it's two weeks until you renew your subscription. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that'll be out December seventh instead of what was it the. 23rd, 20-something. Did he mm-hmm. mention the old date here? Yeah, it's, uh, well. it's like literally two weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, yeah, the 23rd. Uh, so it'll be coming out after uh, Black Friday, but hey, you'll have stuff to play uh, for throughout you know Christmas time there. Mm-hmm. So you got that. Uh, what isn't coming out anytime soon 
is the 1.0 update for Konami's eFootball 2022, which mm. has had a disastrous launch. It was their uh, version of Pro Evolution Soccer, Winning Eleven, all that stuff. Uh, their latest game they turned into just eFootball uh, a couple mm. years ago, and they launched. They launched it the week of FIFA, even though it wasn't anywhere close to being ready. So um, mm-hmm. all I saw was like people talking about like how broken it is and all this shit. And so they're like, oh, we're going to have this 1.0 mm-hmm. updates coming out, I think, in uh, yeah November 11th here coming up. Mm-hmm. And they say, we would like to inform you that the, the 1.0.0 update for eFootball 2022 has been postponed until spring 2022. Yeah, and also, this game is all, was already just a massive freaking disaster starting yeah. and you know the fact that they're having to delay the you know the update into next year just shows you how much shit they have to clean up <laughs> yeah they also <laughs> because say they the are... game as it stands now is an absolutely broken hideous mess yeah it's it's not great and they're also canceling and automatically refunding people for buying uh, some of the DLC that had items that would only be able to be used after mm-hmm. this update. Uh, so, you know, having to give up money that they had made, I can't imagine it was all that much because the game has not been that good enough to deserve people's time. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially with FIFA out there, even for as much as people complain about FIFA, I imagine it's better than this. Uh, so, yeah, they're going to be working on fixing bugs and such that are in the current version. Mm. Uh, as they get ready for whenever this is supposed to launch. So yeah, it's not great. Not great mm-hmm. uh, to launch your FIFA competitor in a state that you can't even get your 1.0 update out in a reasonable time frame. Mm. Uh, there are a couple others that are coming out, I think, next year. Mm-hmm. Some of those announced at the uh, the Gamescom stream mm-hmm. on uh, Jeff Keighley's thing. So there's that. Uh, let's see. Platinum Games announced a delay for Soul Cresta. Yep. Uh, with a stream that they called the Very Sorry Stream. Yeah. <laughs> that was awkward. Very, very awkward. Um, yeah. Oh. So I think they just gave it a date a few weeks ago. And mm-hmm. then had to be like, ah, oh, shit, we, we fucked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's supposed to be out, yeah, I think like December 7th or something like that. Uh, but now they're saying uh, hopefully they're going to have a date by early 2022. Mm-hmm. It's it's a shmup. It's not going to be anything devastating for people. But yeah, it'll be out. Yeah, December 9th it was going to be. Now it's uh, sometime probably early 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever they're done and ready to go. So you have to wait a bit more for that. Uh, also, not really something that had a date. Shovel Knight Dig. They were... Hoping to get it out 2021, but uh, now they've said, like, hey, this is going to be out next year, 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is sort of the... I think this is a uh, more puzzly Mr. Driller kind of uh, 2D platformer that's mm-hmm. being made by Nitrome. Yeah. I believe the Bomb Chicken devs, so mm-hmm. that looks neat. Looking forward to seeing that here in the... Yeah. Uh, hopefully early next year, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. They got the. They're gonna take their time, so that's good. Uh, let's see. Also, getting delayed. Marvel's Midnight Suns, which 
got announced here. Uh, was that at E3 or was that the, the Gamescom thing? I think it was Gamescom. It was pretty recent, actually. Yeah, it, and it only just had a March 2022 window, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Especially when yeah. like, Saints Row right before it was like, uh, we're coming out February 18th, 2022. Mm-hmm. Nail it. And this one's like, oh, it's March. Enjoy our cover of uh, Enter Sandman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now they said, like, no, it's coming out second half of 2022. So it seems like that was even uh, a bit too early for them. So that'll be a fall release, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that. And then EA Sports PGA Tour announced that their upcoming golf game, which was going to be coming out in the spring, no closer date than that, but saying it's not going to be releasing then. So mm-hmm. no kind of window otherwise. So I'll find out more hopefully next year. Mm-hmm. Then we'll cap it off with the biggest announcements. This was during the Activision Blizzard investor call announcing that Overwatch yeah. 2 and, and Diablo 4 will not be coming out as soon as they had originally planned, which wasn't really any sort of time frame. It was just yeah. probably next year, but now it seems like it's not coming out until 2023. That's also not terribly unusual for Blizzard. Uh, they've always had a sort of we release it when it's done philosophy. So... Yeah, but they kind of need it to, to be done. Soon. Yeah, they kind of need it right now because they and Activision are not doing too well right now. Yeah, the the only thing Blizzard's put out recently is that Diablo 2 remaster. And then I guess they probably had a WoW expansion at some point. And that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing I'll have another WoW expansion next year. Uh, that's about it. And they've you know, they stopped putting major content updates in Overwatch mm-hmm. because Overwatch 2 was not going to be too far away. Mm-hmm. But now it's not out for another year or so. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, not great for that game. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of the, the layathon. Yeah. Hopefully those weren't games you were excited about. Mm-hmm. At least one, you get a little bit more time to prepare for it, but... The others, uh, you're going to have to wait for a while. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, let's get to games that are definitely coming out pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the Skyrim Anniversary Edition. Yep. We've known sort of what that is and a bit of weird confusion about the Anniversary Edition and the Special Edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing upgrades and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we did get pricing for it, so if you do not have any Skyrim on uh, the Xbox or uh, PS4 consoles, uh, you can buy it for forty nine ninety nine. Mm. Uh, for the Anniversary Edition, if you already have the Skyrim Special Edition, you can upgrade to the Anniversary Edition for twenty bucks, mm-hmm. and that uh, that's a lot when the, all the the new content is just Creation Club stuff. Mm-hmm. I guess that depends on how much you're interested in that stuff, but if you just have uh, the special edition, you're going to even get a few extra mm-hmm. items on top of that. So I think it was just three of the items, but they added a fourth one to that. Mm-hmm. 
at some point. So yeah, that's uh, that's that. That'll be out this week. So get your opportunity to uh, buy it again ten years later. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. That game is like so pervasive at this point. Why not get the latest version? You know. Yeah, so it looks a little bit better. Yeah, because uh, it hasn't aged terribly well as far as the graphics go. Yeah, though I don't True. think they're doing that much to make it look terribly different. Yeah. It just looks more... just looks better. Looks smoother. Doesn't have as many bugs as it did when it originally... Yeah, but yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about uh, the big game that got uh, a lot of news this week, Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. They showed off a... Gameplay preview, yeah, good 15 20 minutes, whatever it is, mm-hmm. of combat. There's still some things I'm kind of uh, not clear on, but for the most part, I get what they're doing here. It seems like a a mix of Dark Souls with like Skyrim, Breath of the mm-hmm. Wild, and maybe uh, I don't know. There's definitely some Sekiro in there, too. Um. Yeah, it seems like there's not much like fall damage or anything. Yeah, and you'll also notice that the combat-wise, a lot of, you know, try, at least with some of the bosses, trying to get them off guard so you can stab them, sort of like in Sekiro. Um, there's, uh, yeah, and um, there's also more verticality as well. So, Yeah, and a good opportunity for stealth in there as well. Yeah. There's plenty of stealth you can do. Um, there is really definitely like, like crouch. Just was weird for a a, a from software game. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's also you know, and also, also like with uh, you know previous Dark Souls and Bloodborne game. You know, there's what essentially are the games uh, equivalent of bonfires. Um, there's a. Uh, you know, also the summoning route where you can get another uh, person or persons to come with you, or you can invade another person's game if you want. Um, there's also this whole thing about now where you can summon spirits to help you. Um, and then, of course, there's just the fact that it's this big, big, largely open world affair where you actually have like a horse that you can summon to ride on. Yeah, that you ride around on like you're a Souls character instead of a horse. Mm-hmm. Uh, all sorts of weird stuff, and just jump from big heights too, like your, like your own character. Yep. All in all, it looks damn good. <laughs> yeah, it looks really nice. Yeah, I really can't wait to play it. Yep, and uh, that is out February twenty fifth. Like they mm-hmm. announced, like special editions. And that kind of stuff as well. Yep. Uh, I did just pick it up off of mm-hmm. Green Man Gaming. They have a discount right now. You can pre-order it for 20% off. I think it ends tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got about 48 bucks on there, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're they're getting the pre-order stuff out there. So at least I've pre-ordered a game in a long time. Because mm-hmm. it's 20% off. Mm-hmm. Stuff I have on the consoles. But yeah, let's uh, let's talk about another game that's coming out this week, Forza Horizon Five. Uh, they have some good accessibility stuff. 
Uh, there's one really cool thing they're doing that uh, isn't out yet. It'll be out uh, at some point soon, I hope. Uh, they're adding like a picture-in-picture uh, American and British Sign Language interpreter mm-hmm. for the, the cutscene stuff. Yeah, that's a, that's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. That's like a, that's a legit game changer. Yeah. It's uh, pretty neat for... Even though I would say that the story in this game, you don't have to give a shit about it all. But for the people that no, do... No, but it's still... Can, uh, you know, as far as, like, you know the progress of accessibility in modern gaming goes. It's yeah. still a pretty big deal. Yeah, now even uh, the people that need that, the hearing and visually impaired, uh, can learn how stupid the, the story is that they've been <laughs> missing for the past four entries. <laughs> so much so that I wish I could skip it. Mm-hmm. Because it has that issue of you go to the, look at the map and it's like, oh, we got we unlocked this, this, and this. I'm like, oh, just shut up. I just want to put a marker down. Shut up. Stop mm-hmm. taking control for me. <coughs> but yeah, that'll be out this week. Uh, mm-hmm. The game, not the the update. They haven't announced a date for that yet. But that's uh, that's cool to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Also. Getting announced this week is Shoji Meguro's first indie game. Yeah, because uh, we talked about this last week. He uh, basically retired from Atlas for from working for them on a full time basis, so he could start making his own indie games. Um, yeah. and he's and uh, this is his this, first title. Yeah, he's made this weird stealth RPG called Guns on Darkness. And if you watch the trailer, you can hear some very angrish. Uh, mm-hmm. J Rock in there. Yep. I was very much like, oh, okay, I see. I see what's going on here. I don't think it's made by Shoji Meguro, the music. Mm-hmm. I don't think so, but it could be. I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. But he does have the art being done by an upcoming Russian illustrator. Yeah. Who worked on Ghost in the Shell SAC 2045. Mm hmm. So. It's got a little bit of that style in there, but it's yeah, a neat looking game. To be fair, I've been told that uh, the what you see right now, a lot of these are sort of placeholders. Yeah, um, because like he's yeah, he's got this other guy who's kind director, so, so you know, it's it's probably not going to look like this when the game actually launches. But the overall like concept and you know the idea. The design, at least, is definitely pretty unique. I, I gotta say, um, yeah. Don't think I've seen the idea of like a stealth RPG before. Yep. Yeah, we need more sci-fi RPGs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Let's continue on. Devolver Digital. They went public this week, and in that process, acquired three developers they've worked a lot with. Uh, there's mm-hmm. the Gungeon series developer Dodge Roll, yeah, uh, the maker of Reigns and Card Shark Nereal. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those like Reigns card games, narrative card games, uh, and the mm-hmm. Stronghold series developer Firefly Studios have uh, acquired all three of those studios mm-hmm. in that. So that is uh, some good stuff. Devs mm-hmm. they worked with for quite a while. 
And yeah, the also show like the companies that got early early investments on them, including like Sony Interactive. It's like the fourth biggest there. NetEase is the number one, only no. like eight uh, percent. The rest all seem to be individual investors or like asset management companies kind of mm-hmm. things. Uh, so plenty of uh, takers for their stock. Mm-hmm. Seems like that's going probably pretty well for them. Uh, let's go to companies where things aren't going so well for them. Uh, they're Square Enix, mm. publisher of Marvel's Avengers. That did not go the way they planned it to. Mm-hmm. COVID hasn't helped them at all on that, but recently... They did a whole thing where they adjusted the rate of XP you were earning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think being nerfed pretty big and then selling conveniently some special items to boost it back up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Hero Catalyst and Fragment Extractors. Uh, yeah, less than a month later, they have said, like, yeah, we've. Uh, let's see, we apologize for not responding sooner to your concerns about the addition of paid consumables in the marketplace. We introduced yeah. them as an option for an evolving player base. Did not see them as pay-to-win since they don't offer power directly. But they let you level up faster, so. After considering your feedback, we decided that by the end of today, we will remove Heroes, Catalysts, and Fragment Extractors for purchase. They will continue to be earnable rewards, and those already owned are still usable. Mm-hmm. And from what I've heard, they haven't adjusted the XP back to where it was. So mm-hmm. now people are just having to grind more. So, great. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, then uh, Square Enix had their investor thing. Uh, well, we got this first thing here. They got a big update coming out November 30th. That finally brings Spider-Man to the game. Uh, with his yeah. hero event. Yeah. Which isn't going to be as big as like the expansion stuff they've been doing, mm-hmm. uh, but it's still adds Peter Parker and his Spider-Man into the picture. Uh, let's see; they've also they still haven't revealed like how he looks or anything, mm-hmm. so it's kind of weird uh, this far out. Mm. But yeah, they've also expanded the power level cap from 150 to 175. Added a new raid. To fight against Claw. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. You can upgrade existing gear by recycling equipment of a higher power level. And I was adding mm-hmm. a new method of earning rare cosmetics called shipments. Mm-hmm. Like a loot box that you only purchase by spending in-game currency accumulated by playing the game. Mm-hmm. So some nice news there. But then, yeah, Square Enix had their investor call and admitted that the game... Uh, had not uh, done well for them. Let's see. We were able to surmount these challenges and release the game, but it was, has unfortunately not proven as successful as we would have liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, says, nonetheless, taking on the games as a service model highlighted issues that we are likely to face in future game development efforts, such as the need to select game designs that mesh with unique attributes and tastes of our studios and development teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, while the new challenge that we tackled with this title produced a disappointing outcome, we are certain that the games as a service approach will grow in importance as gaming becomes more service-oriented. Mm. Which, yeah, that is uh, not great to say. Like, oh, we we fucked up the game design of this. For what? Yeah. 
you know, Crystal Dynamics is good at. Yeah. And I bet that the Guardians of the Galaxy game was kind of a uh, something that responded to this. Mm-hmm. Because there's none of that shit in there. And it's doing pretty well, at least critically. People are liking that game a lot. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's uh, that's definitely uh, not a huge surprise for them to say. Because mm. that game took quite a while to work on and make it. So yeah, that's uh, that's the the Marvel's Avengers beat here. Yep. But yeah, oh. let's uh, let's continue on. Blizzard. Yep. They got announced that. Story. Yep. They announced uh, that. They announced a little while ago they had two co leads for Blizzard. Uh, Mikey Barra and Jen O'Neill, and we have found out that by the end of the year, Jen O'Neill will be leaving. Mm-hmm. I think she'll be taking on a new role for the the rest of the time. Yeah. So, I don't know what that is, but Mikey Barra will be the new head of, uh, sole head of Blizzard. Uh, and yeah, it seems like all the people that were in the ABK Alliance and anybody else that worked at yeah. Activision Blizzard... Only found out about this during the investor call. <sighs> yeah. Wow. That's not a good look there. No. Guys. Yeah, that's the... Yeah, when, when there's a lack of communication about a major thing like that and you only find out through, like, you know, through secondhand shit like that, that is a very good sign that there is a serious defect in your essential structure. Yeah, I mean it's not quite on the level of like what happened with Telltale when they you know sh- shut down without telling everyone and locked down the building, but yeah, doesn't inspire confidence, guys. Not at all. Yeah, the and her message was pretty weird. That yeah. let's see, I want to hear. I want you to hear from me personally that I have made the decision to step away from co-leading Blizzard Entertainment. We'll transition to a new position before departing ABK at the end of the year. I am doing this not because I am without hope for Blizzard, quite the opposite. This energy has inspired me to step out and explore how I can do more to have games and diversity intersect and hopefully make a broader industry impact that will benefit Blizzard and other studios as well. Which kind of sounds like she's saying like the the heads of uh, ABK are not as willing to make changes uh based on her like requests and recommendations mm-hmm. uh, then she would like, and she's going somewhere else where people will listen to her. She can make the decisions herself. Mm. Probably running that, a studio uh, or something. That's a valid translation. Mm-hmm. She still says she's excited for blizzard and the future of them. Mm. But she's not going to be there. So she gets to enjoy, enjoy it without, all the drama, I assume, internal drama. Yeah. So hopefully she finds a better place. Yeah. More deserving of her talents, because she, she ran uh, Vicarious Visions that just got mm-hmm. subsumed into Blizzard and got their name stripped. Mm. Like, they were like Blizzard, whatever, whatever place they're living in. There's going to be like Blizzard, that city name. Mm-hmm. Which is great. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's that. Gonna be was well, this gonna be run by one person again after these mm-hmm. three months? 
Uh, let's see, Ubisoft. They have had a lot of competition in Canada. Uh, yes, they have. Talent and the, mm-hmm. the way they're combating this is yeah. giving pay raises to everybody. Yeah, uh, you know, they're you know obviously a pay raise is. There are other things that you could be doing that apparently the corporate office just fucking refuses to do. Yeah. You know, just for whatever reason. Yeah, it seems like this will go into effect by the end of November. Uh, They will also be receiving more vacation days and better pay during parental leave. Mm -hmm. So they're addressing some of that kind of stuff, like better benefits. Uh, Let's see. It seems like the worker group of better Ubisoft is saying that junior staff receiving a 5 to 7% increase. Oh. While the most senior staff could see their pay increase by up to 20%. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're trying to keep people that's, you know, senior level, uh, for, uh, keep them around, keep from going to, you know, these new studios that are opening up in Montreal and all around Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how, that's how you compete. Sometimes, like, hey, yeah. we'll give you more money. You won't have to move and all this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that could be... One way to solve it, they still don't seem to be doing too much about the the harassment and all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. So much so that group is like putting out a new petition just to get attention, calling for a seat at the table with the the Guillemots and all them running the company. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's the the latest on Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that goes. Yep. Uh, but then we get to Nintendo, and yeah, the chip shortage has started to affect them now. As uh-huh. I said, for the rest of the fiscal year, they are cutting production of Switch consoles by about 20%. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically for the next like five or six months, I think. Yeah. So there's going to be some less Switches if you are... Uh, you were somehow waiting until now to get one. Yeah. <laughs> Not me, I already got mine. But, uh... Yeah, seems like that might be a little bit harder here, at least through the holiday season. Yeah. Maybe it'll be lightening up, but we did get some good news. They released sales numbers. Uh, mm-hmm. The Switch itself is almost at 93 million units. Wow. Mm. Yeah, here it's, what, almost... Four and a half months later, four and a half mm-hmm. years later. Yeah, uh, that's pretty good for them. They announced some numbers for games. Mm-hmm. There's Mario Kart Eight Deluxe is still number one at thirty-eight point seven four million. Mm-hmm. Animal Crossing is right behind it at thirty-four point eight five. Uh, see, Smash is at twenty-five point seven one. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is at 24.13. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield are at 22.64. Wow. Super Odyssey is at 21.95. Which one was that? Was that Pokemon Sword and Shield? Another uh, one right after it. Super Mario Odyssey. Oh, okay. Mm. And there's Super Mario Party at 16.48. Mm. Uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee are 13.83. Splatoon 2 is at 12.68, and Ring Fit rounding out the top 10 at $12.21 million. 
Oh, or thank God. At least there's one I haven't bought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, then they talked about some more recent stuff that came out earlier this year. Uh, the Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury is at 7.45 million copies sold. Uh, let's see. Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD is at 3.6. I assume mm-hmm. that's higher than the game ever sold on the Wii. Because that mm-hmm. game did not do uh, super well there. Mm-hmm. That was kind of very late in the life of the Wii, past the point people really cared about. They were moving on. Mm-hmm. Yep. As of December 2011, the game sold 3.41 million units worldwide. So I wouldn't be surprised if that mm-hmm. is... Uh, Right around where this is at by now. Uh, so yeah, there's new new Pokemon Snatch, new Pokemon Snap at two point one nine million, mm-hmm. and then Mario Golf Super Rush at one point nine four. Mm. So yeah, some good good numbers there. Game's doing well. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think they're also at thirty two million uh, Nintendo Switch Online members, which is a lot. It is. But I don't think it's going to get that much bigger if they don't fix their N64 issues. I agree. Uh, let's see. In the last penultimate story here, Sega and Microsoft are yeah, this... a st- yeah, they're forming a Go strategic ahead. alliance that seems to be built on uh, Microsoft's Azure cloud platform for like cloud gaming. Yeah, this story literally broke as we were recording the show last week. <laughs> yeah. This is a weird, super early announcement because it's mm-hmm. the the way that Sega describes it in their press release. Uh, Sega mm-hmm. Corporation and Microsoft Corporation have agreed in principle a strategic alliance that explores ways for Sega to produce large-scale global games in mm-hmm. a next-generation development environment built on Microsoft's Azure Cloud platform. The alliance would form a key part of Sega's mid- to long-term strategy, allowing the business to move forward with Super Game, a new initiative for developing new and innovative titles where the key focuses are global, online, mm-hmm. community, and IP utilization. Mm. It's like some buzzword-ass announcement there. Mm-hmm. Especially this initiative called Super Game. Mm-hmm. Turns like, we have nothing yet. Yeah. We will think of it when... Uh, Whenever this continues, we just have to put something out for our uh, quarterly earnings or something. Yeah. So I don't know if this is going to be like some service thing that they're working on or just a means of, I don't know, for Sega to finally figure out who's going to provide the cloud tech for whatever cloud stuff they're going to work on. That probably is more likely for what they're doing. Uh, I don't know. It's way too early to know. I doubt it's going to be a Dreamcast 2.0 or what mm-hmm. the weirdo Sega fans are jumping to. I mean, that's that's a pipe dream. they got to know it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it yeah, is. That's, that's that whole weird announcement. You know, it's coming to you like a Skies of Arcadia or bust for me. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh my god. This has nothing to do with games just yet. Mm. They're just... Finally figuring out a tech to build on. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's weird. Mm. But uh, let's get to our last one. And not least involves EA CEO Andrew Wilson saying during their 
their uh, fiscal reports, whatever, uh, saying that NFTs and blockchain games are the, quote, future of our industry. Oh, God, please, no. As, uh, let's see here, in a bit of a cart before the horse situation, Wilson made the bold claim that NFTs and play-to-earn games, which are blockchain games, are the future of our industry. Before adding that quote, it's still too early to figure out how that's going to work. Mm-hmm. Which no shit. Uh, this very much feels like a means of inviting investments, like all VC companies and all this shit circling around. Any company mm-hmm. willing to say, hey, we want to do NFTs and blockchain stuff. Mm. Uh, that's. It seems like such bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see what else he said here. I think that in the context of games we create and the live services we offer, collectible digital content is going to play a meaningful part in our, lo- our future. So it's still early to tell, but I think we're in a really good position and we should expect us to kind of think more innovatively and creatively about that on a go-forward basis. That's so many fucking buzzwords. Yeah. That's saying something without saying anything. Yeah, it's like, oh, there's, there's exciting tech here. We like to work on this. Uh, if we can figure out what to do with it. <sighs> you know, you Too see, much corporate speak. You see all these NFT stuff. It's like, oh, this is a scam. This is a scam. These devs ran with the money. It's like, stop giving up your fucking money for this shit. Yeah. Unless you're rich. Do whatever the fuck. Like pay taxes. Yeah. Yeah, that's the NFT thing still continues on. I don't know how any of this works really in games that changes it in any way. Ubisoft's also been talking it up to a degree that I'm kind of like, I don't, I don't understand why what you're doing that's any different than what you can do now. Because like the the notion of like, you know, you earn stuff you can keep. It's like it's only usable in that fucking game unless you're somehow creating some cross-game initiative to do that, but you could just do that on your own backend. Mm-hmm. You know all the stuff people collect in your games, you're collecting all of that information. That's mm-hmm. how you're able to do essentially the ability to transfer your saves between platforms and Ubisoft's mm-hmm. backend now. It's like this is going to be such a shit show, like when everybody decided to rush to make mobile games or make their Pokemon go clone that uh, Harvey or the, the Harry Potter ones shutting down in January. Yeah. And that's from the people that made the Pokemon go. Yeah. It's like, they couldn't even replicate it. But now they're doing it again with the Pikmin thing. So man, lightning it, doesn't strike twice, but uh, they definitely want it to money wise. Yeah. I want to say there was like a, a Garfield, one of those Pokemon Go things. Yeah, there was. Which is like, which is like just stupid enough that it might work. I don't know, but it probably also wasn't very good. <laughs> like it was a Ghostbusters one as well, which that, that at least makes some sense. Yeah. You go yeah. catch ghosts, but Harry Potter didn't make sense. I don't know what you did in it, but that's just a very weird thing. Then I got mm-hmm. the the Witcher one. Which is like, oh, this looks neat. Like you're actually doing swiping for combat, kind mm. of stuff. Like being a little more strategic than it's like, 
oh, to complete this quest, you have to go to this area. I'm like, fuck that. I'll just play The Witcher 3 if I want to go play The Witcher. Mm-hmm. Then I don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. So, yeah, that is a... Uh, that's the NFT shit show for the week. I hope it's mm-hmm. not a segment every mm-hmm. week. Oh, please, no. Because we don't need no. NFTs. We don't need no. those shitty-looking avatars. No. I don't know if you saw the whole thing with uh, Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood that's into NFTs. Mm-hmm. Then found really? out that the, the NFTs he got was from a dude that did political cartoons for Hustler back in the 70s. No. Conveniently, they were racist. Oh. Which the guy, the, the artist tried to claim, like, oh, it was the 70s. It's like, yeah, that's still racist, dude. You're the one that made them. You could have made them not racist, but that's not you. Yeah, you you went for the cheap and easy uh, punchline. Yeah, and some of his NFT avatar shit was like, you're zombies, but they almost have SS hats on. Mm Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, good job. These all look fucking ugly as hell, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good job, Elijah Wood, wasting your money, your Lord of the Rings money on that shit, but whatever. I bet his PR person is having a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Kind of weak. Yeah, but that's Twitter as a whole. Yeah. Right, yeah. Getting into uh, this stuff. I'll get you the link for that Twitter thing mm-hmm. if I can find it. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's very it's very weird. Hmm. So that was one that's into like games and technology and that kind of stuff. So it doesn't surprise mm. me he sees uh, NFTs as something that's uh, interesting, but how far he goes into it's pretty weird. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Yeah, so that's that's going to be it for the show this week. Yeah. Uh, thank you to Brandon and Teresa for joining this week. Always. Uh, we'll be back next week with a new slate of news as the holiday approaches. And I think this holiday season is going to probably affect our podcast schedule. And it's probably going to just the whole, whole thing in general is probably going to be interesting because <laughs> yeah. we're going to be, seeing, I mean, we're going to be seeing, you know, the, the, the supply chain affect holiday season this year. And that's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, but the the holidays are on like Friday, Saturday, or Christmas, yeah. Yeah. New Year's. So we might be able to do an episode of Day Zero or something, or might just take two weeks off. Yeah, we'll figure yeah. it out. It's I mean, it's not yeah. even Thanksgiving yet, so. No, but we've had Christmas stuff up for two months now. No, mm-hmm. oh, in stores right. at least. Yeah, I post that Elijah Wood thing if you can see like the ugly ass. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so that is uh that is it for day zero update this week. Thank everybody for yeah. listening in. Feel free to let the others uh, around you, whether the, you know them or not, uh, just don't be yelling it out in the streets. Uh, we don't want you getting ticketed for jaywalking and causing traffic disturbances or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just uh, be nice about it. Uh, We'll Mm -hmm. see everybody next week. And until then, have a good one.